there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hi, this is Angel Sessions. We want to thank you for listening to the Let's Chat and Jams podcast. Tap into the episode featuring myself, now available. Hey, everybody. Thank you for choosing another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. Into this episode, I spoke with a brother by the name of Brian Harrison, the CEO of Bald Boss Media. In this episode, we spoke about his businesses, his books, his music, everything he's doing. Why don't you check out this interview right now? Hey, what's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love, back on your screen one more time. This is another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. And in this episode, we have this brother that's coming in that has so many things going on under his belt. I mean, he just does it all. What more doesn't he do? This is the CEO of Bald Boss Media. And I tell you something, folks. He's doing big things with his new book. I'm not gonna tell you the title. I'm gonna let him tell you the title. So, without further ado, let me introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, to the CEO of Bald Boss Media, Brian Harrison. Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Glad How you doing, here. sir? I'm very good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on your show, your podcast. And happy to tell my story. How you doing today? Uh, I'm blessed, man. And I'm happy that you're here. And I'm happy to hear your story because you got this book. It's a powerful story about uh, money. And yes. uh, it's about want... money. But it's also about, you know, well, actually, to jump right into it, to get to the point. My book is called Money is God. It's a gangster novel. Do I believe money is God? No, I do not. 
Money is God is a cautionary tale of what can happen to you if you hold money higher than the creator through the eyes of a gangster. So what's a gangster novel? It's a street novel, but it tells a tale of what can happen when you put all of your hopes and desires into money. So it's a story that is set in the 90s of Philadelphia uh, on Susquehanna Avenue and uh, North Philadelphia to be exact. And the story travels from North Philadelphia to Paris, France, to New Orleans. Um, and like I say, it tells the story of uh, a coming, it's a coming of age story of young men turning into men uh, who see their uh, freedom through finances. And the only way they see the way to obtain their finances is through selling drugs. Uh, during that road of selling drugs, Numerous friends and loved ones are cut down horrifically around them. That changes their train of thought to think that their end all be all is the almighty dollar. And you'll see what happens by the end of the story, what happens to the characters in my book by chasing this path of money is God. Available at www.boldbossmedia.com. BaldBossMedia.com. Make sure you go there and buy yourself a copy of that book. Is this book available in digital uh, format? No, it's not available in digital format yet. But I do have it already ready to go. And I will be uploading that soon. And that will be available on my website as well. And also an audio book of this novel is coming to, to my website very soon as well. But right now you can get it in a paperback form uh, from my website. And also, the thing about my website that's so great is that when you order directly from me, I can do something that a person that's ordered from Amazon can't do as an author. As an author, I can sign my books with my name as an author directly to you, the consumer. So a person who has their book on Amazon can't do that because the whole process of manufacturing and shipping is their responsibility. Uh, where my website, I, I control everything. You know, I actually see the orders that come in. I actually sign the books directly to you. So it's more of a personal uh, situation between me, the author, and the supporter of my movement, Money is God, which also is a, a series of books. Money is God is a series of books. And it, it'll tell the story of all kinds of different life aspects of people chasing money. You know, a person they told me, they said, you know what, stop. I like your book, Money is God, but I don't like the title. You know, I said, you know what? I don't like the title either. But guess what? People get killed over money every day, B. You see what I'm saying? So let's not fake it like people ain't praying, please, God, give me some bill money. You know, don't act like people ain't scratching the ticket saying, God, I hope I win this number. Why? Because we live in a, a capitalistic society. America is about consumerism and capitalism. And if you don't got no money, you can't make no moves. And you got to realize the kind of world we live in. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of people are saying, yo, I don't believe money is God. But guess what? What they're not doing? They're not moving to Israel or, or, or Iraq where uh, religion is the all end all be all. They stand right here in America. 
where they're getting blasted commercials every day to buy something, where they're getting blasted commercials every day to get something to make them fat or to make them skinny, or if you got headaches, buy this, if you got tongue swelling, buy this, if you got uh, uh, genital warts, buy this. We live in a, a capitalistic society where you gotta have money in order to survive. So let's not act like we ain't all Americans right here. And and know that the end of all the be all in this society and why this world was conquered was all about money. So let's not get it twisted. Well, they're definitely not gonna get that twisted. <laughs> so when did you have the the um initial idea you know, to make this book Money as God? Well, honestly, the book came out of a dark place in my life. You know, I had a rap career uh, with a, a group called 100X out of North Philadelphia. A lot of people know me in Philadelphia as Mustafa. They call me Stop. My government name is Brian Harrison. But a lot of people in Philadelphia know me as Stop. And the book comes out of a dark period in my life when I was living on Chadwick Street. And my rap career was over. You know, I had already toured the world. Um, I had already done MTV and BET and did shows from, from with people as, as, like Tito Puentes all the way to Biggie Smalls and Mob D. And I had a nice run, about 10 years, and I was very close to making it. I called myself the best that never made it. Um, but I never could just break through that ceiling to get that radio hit. And all the contracts were over. And I was sitting there in my, my house that I had bought. And I started writing a letter about money. And as I was writing that letter, I said, do you know what? This letter could be a book. And after a while of writing and writing, I looked back and I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. And I wrote this book. But in the time that I wrote this book, I was you know, filled with turmoil. And, and I had a drug addiction. And I just didn't have any way out. And I used this tool of writing to heal myself. But I wasn't able to complete that novel until I really got myself together. I've had attempts on doing this novel, but I always went astray because I didn't go about it the right way. Well, in this year of sobriety, because I have one year of sobriety right now, I was able to build my brand, which is boldbossmedia.com. I was able to build my website, www.boldbossmedia.com. And I was able to put up my first book the way I wanted to put it out at this time. So my book comes out of a story of recovery and success. And what I tell people is, if I can do it, you can do it too. Because that's what my grandma used to say. She used to say, Brian, if somebody said, hey, I got that call, and I wanted that call, I say, hey, if she got it, I can get it too. And I say the same thing. If I can overcome drug addiction and create a brand within a year, build a website within a year, and come out with an exciting gangster novel of Money is God within a year, if I can do it, you can do it too. So my story is more than just a book. It's more than just rapping. It's about succeeding and overcoming and, and, and becoming the best version of yourself. I'm about being the best version of myself. And if I can do it, if anybody's going through any problem or having any trouble, they can do it too. And I want them to see me. And I want to be a beacon of light to them. Because let me tell you something, bro. I have five houses 
that I owned in Philadelphia. Five. I was the landlord. After I finished rapping, you know, I was doing some things and I bought some homes. And I disrespected my blessings. I got big headed. And I started doing what I want to do. And not to do it because I I was doing what I wanted to do because I was ego-driven. You know, it was like, hey, I can spend a thousand dollars tonight and it don't matter because I got real estate and I'll make more money tomorrow. You know, I can do these drugs right here all night long. You know why? Because I got money. I'm the man. I'm, I'm ego-driven. But guess what that brought me to? That brought me to losing all of my real estate. I don't have no real estate. I have nothing. But wow. you know what I do have? I have self-esteem. I have grace by God that I'm still here. Definitely. And I have this story to help me when I look in the mirror and to help other people see me recover from drugs and alcohol. That's amazing, man. So when did you realize that you had an addiction? The first time I really knew I had a problem, I went on my honeymoon. And I went on a cruise ship. And I used to go to a certain block in Philadelphia to get my syrup and pills and, and Xanax. And they said, stop, you're not going to take that one show on your honeymoon? I was like, no, I'm on my honeymoon. I'm not taking no drugs on my honeymoon. I'm cool. Because up to that point, I did drugs when I wanted to do them, didn't want to do them when I didn't want to do them. You know, I did it however I wanted to do it. But I was consistently doing them. But it was all my, it was all my time, right? So... <laughs> I say, they say, you're not going to take nothing with you on, on your honeymoon? I said, no. They was like, all right. So I go on the, my honeymoon, which is a cruise ship. And I'm on, the, I'm on the ship, and I'm getting sick. And I don't know why I'm getting sick. I tell my wife, I think I'm seasick. You know, I don't know why I feel like this. I think I'm seasick. She said, well, go see the captain. They got some stuff called Dramamine or something like that for seasickness. So I'm taking this stuff and nothing's happening. I'm throwing up. I'm shivering. I'm shaking. And I'm like, what is, I'm sweating. I don't know what's going on. So my brain tells me, yo, just drink a bunch of alcohol and just deal with it while you're on your honeymoon. So that's what I do. I'm pounding drinks. I'm pounding drinks. So after, after the honeymoon was over, um, I had, I had fun. I go right back to the block. And I'm like, yo, I don't know what I went through. It was like, yo, stop. He was going through withdrawal. That's why we asked you, you not take, that's why we asked you if you was taking something with you on the boat cruise because, you know, you won't go through withdrawal. But you was like, no, I ain't going, I ain't taking nothing. So we thought, okay, you got it. But that's when I first realized that, yo, I'm hooked on this stuff. I got to have it. That's when I first realized, like, yo, I got a problem. Like, my body is physically addicted. Mentally, it was like, I can do without it. I don't want to do it today. I'm going to go on my honeymoon, and I'm going to not do any drugs. You know how Richard Price said, uh, I'm going to leave the crack pipe over there. I'm not going to do any crack pipe. That's how I was. It was like, oh, I'm going to just leave the syrup and the pills over there. I'm just <laughs> going to go over here. And my body was like, yeah, nigga, that's what you think. That's wow. when I knew that I had a problem. I was on it. My body, my body was physically dependent on the opioid. Physically dependent on. And that's what I knew I had a problem. Wow. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your man, LC the Joker here. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Let's Chat and Jam podcast. Make sure y'all check out the latest episode featuring myself. It's available now. 
I think the worst thing I've ever had a problem with was cigarettes. Mm. And I knew I had a problem with cigarettes when I went to work one day. And I knew I had bought a pack of Newport Reds. And they were sitting in the truck in, in, in the other seat. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go grab one real quick. But I couldn't find a pack. And I know this pack was fresh, unopened, ready to go. And I couldn't find the pack, so I started panicking. Mm. I was having a, I was having a panic attack while I was driving to work. Like, oh my God, oh my God, I forgot my cigarettes. And I'm moving around. I can't look because I'm driving. And then I'm, finally my hands got the pack. And my body was like, oh, I mm. cigarettes. And I knew then I had to quit. I knew that it was like, you know what? I'm done smoking. I can't do this to myself. This is ridiculous. But I actually had to pray to God, my higher power, for the strength to quit cigarettes. It was that strong on me. Those cigarettes dictated my pocket. Like, you know, I was like, I had money, but when I had money, I was going to get some cigarettes. Yo, it's, it's really crazy how addiction works. And no matter if it's Pain pills, cigarettes, sex, gambling. It's like you have to do it. It's a, it's not even a passion. It's more like a need, a fixation. But I'm proud of you, man. I'm definitely freaking proud of you for fighting that off, man, and, and doing what you had to do to be clean. And now look at you. A clean brother is a strong brother. And a strong brother is a confident brother. And a confident yeah. brother is a successful brother. And that's what you're showing me. You're showing me that, you know what? Addiction is a sickness. And once you get the help you need and you get over the sickness, now you're able to do what it is you got to do as a man to just make it happen. And that's what you have done. I'm so proud of you, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. Well, thank you very much. You know, people don't understand. They say, stop. Why did you move from away from the neighborhood? Stop. Why are you doing this and why are you making these videos? Why are you putting your business out in the world that you was on drugs? Why are you doing these things? Even family members don't understand the, the process that I'm going through. But I have to remind them that I am becoming the best version of myself. That I am reinventing myself. That I have an idea on who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to live. And that is who I am becoming. And in order to do that, I have to be the worm that goes into a cocoon and comes out a butterfly. And right now, I am in the cocoon. And in order to do that, I have to move away. You see what I'm saying? I have to move away from the people, places, and things so I can get my mind focused on dedicating all my energy on becoming the best version of myself. And, you know, people don't understand that because they're used to the norm. They're used to being regular. They're used to being defeated, you know. Um, and, and so they don't understand what it takes to come up. You know, when I bought those five houses, I started off on, with $4,200. And I turned that into five homes. So anything that I put my mind to, I achieve when I'm thinking straight. I'm digging the vibes, man. I can see just you're very determined, very focused, goal-oriented, grounded, very driven. I really, I'm really digging it, man. And uh, 
for America out there, for those folks that don't know who this brother is, Bald Boss Media, well, you do now. You, you do now. He's, he done let it all out here. He done showed us just how passionate he is about his life and about the choices he makes, the people he surrounds himself with. That You know what? I'm really digging it. It's about people, places, and things. Can't stick around the barbershop because eventually you're going to get a haircut. So it's the same thing with our old lifestyle and habits. When we hang out with the same people, even if we went away for a while, let's say some of us go to jail, we come back, we're not supposed to be there. We're supposed to be somewhere else because we know our triggers. And so if we're hanging out with the same people, we're going to eventually face those triggers. Now, are we going to allow these things to take hold of us and we fall back into that lifestyle? Or are we just going to walk away and say, you know what, I'm too strong. But some of us are not that strong in the mind. So when we go hang out with the same folks, you know, shit happens. That's why it's best, like you said, I got to move away. I got to start over. I got to reinvent myself. You're right. That's what you have to do. Kudos to you, man. You're a strong brother. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, my mom always said, Ryan, surround yourself with winners. Surround yourself with people who are like-minded. You know, as a five percenter, I was always taught to be around your A alike. Be around the people that have the same ideas and motivations as you. So that's what I'm doing. I'm being around people who want to better themselves, who come from challenging backgrounds who want to go back eventually and show and prove how they have healed or who want to lay roots in a new place and blossom. Everybody that I'm around doesn't have the same goals of, you know, wanting to write a book or wanting to buy real estate, but all the people that I am around right now want to better themselves. So that rubs off on each other. You know, there's an old saying that says, steel sharpens steel. So that means you got to be around sharp people if you want to be sharp. And that's what I'm doing. So then I can fight a good fight for the rest of my life. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Facts. Facts. Um, I was just, I just, I wanted to expound on something you had said just a little bit ago. You said you was a 5%. Is that still? Uh, I'm still accurate? a 5%. Once you're okay. 5%, you're not like I used to be a 5%. You know, you can elevate and take your um, um, knowledge yourself in different directions. But once you got the knowledge, you always got the knowledge. Hey, this is Wei. Thanks for listening to Let's Chat and Jam podcast. Tap into this episode featuring me. Available now. Thanks. Yeah, I've met a few 5% nations in my time growing up in the Islamic world. This is the brother right here, Brian Harrison. That's right. The brother of CEO of Bald Blocks Media. 
wrote the book, Money is God. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying, if we live life like money is God, you know what happens after that. But uh, I also want to talk about your rap, your rapping career real quick, if you don't mind touching on that. No problem. How, that's, how did that start? Like, when did you find out that rap or hip-hop is something that you wanted to do? Well, you know, I, I fell in love with hip-hop since the beginning. You know, I am 49 years old, so I grew up with hip-hop. And in the fourth grade, I was the guy in all the contests doing the dancing and the popping and rapping. I think uh, Spoonie G had a song out there, a song out back then. Um, everybody across the nation, I want to give you some inspiration. Yeah, I was, you know, you remember. <laughs> you, know, you got me, got me bouncing over here, man. I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to pop real quick. <laughs> so I, I grew I grew up in hip hop. I grew up in hip hop, um, and I just loved it. And I was I was um, I did everything in hip hop. I did some dancing, the rapping, graffiti, the whole thing. And um, and I got pretty good at it. And by the time I was in like um, high school, matter of fact, in grade school, I was in a, a, a rap group called Versatile. Uh, from Mount Airy. We was all from Mount Airy. We was uptown kids. Because um, I'm an uptown, downtown kid. I'm from, I went to school up Mount Airy in Western Plain. And my family and everybody was down North Philly. So I was always going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But my uptown group was versatile. And we did some like local, we used to do like shows at the mall and, and things like that, little festivals and things like that. Um, but then after I, permanently moved down into the city because that's where it was popping at. Because I was into street stuff. And it and and it was popping down North Philly. During the eighties, it was popping down North Philly for, you know, street culture, for doing, you know, getting money through hand to hand sound. That's what it was about. And, you know, I, I I did those things. I grew up without a father. I didn't have no guidance. My mother, she worked long hours to, you know, keep the bills uh paid and the lights on and things like that, which gave me a lot of free time, you know? And during that free time, I hung out with the fellas. And the fellas was making money, gold chains and Gucci sneakers and everything like that. And fresh Adidas sweatsuits, I wanted that too. Uh, while I was down North Philly, I got introduced to a group called 100X. And uh, they were the sh they were the sugar honey iced tea um, in the city. And mm -hmm. my barber at the time, um, named Hood, Introduced me to uh, Lee, uh, who was the producer for the group 100X. And uh, they heard me rap, they heard me spit, they loved the way I did my, deli my delivery, and they uh, brought me into the group. During that uh, time with 100X, I think may have done the first hip hop jazz album in history uh, with a guy named Greg Osmond. We actually produced the album. And a collaboration with Greg Osby, uh, who's a saxophonist. And I got to tour all around the world. I toured, toured in Japan, uh, all through Europe, Switzerland, Germany, Amsterdam, uh, you name it, up and down from Budapest to uh, Italy and Sicily. I've been all oh. through Europe, all through Japan, from Osaka to Tokyo, uh, and throughout the United States, MTV to BET. Shows with, like I said before, Biggie Smalls, Mob Deep, to uh, Wu-Tang Clan. You name them, we did shows with them. Uh, we had a rap contract. After that, series of music was 
uh, put out and we did our tours on that. We had a record contract with a football player named Blair Thomas, who went to Penn State and was drafted out of Penn State to the New York Jets. And then later on in his career, he was the backup running back for Emmitt Smith on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and after that contract was up, our last contract, which was uh, the late 1990s, early 2000s, was, was with Rashid Wallace, who uh, is from my neighborhood as well. He's from North Philadelphia with the Grass High School when he signed for $80 million. All those experiences were great. It's just that the business side of the rap game was not in our favor because we had people with money. Blair Thomas had money. He had millions. Rashid Roberts had money. He had millions. But we didn't know the business aspect of the rap business, of the hip-hop game, and the politics, and the who's who, um, where we spent a lot of money to get into certain meetings, but because we didn't know have the know-how to make the moves that was needed, we didn't make it to that uh, where we were supposed to be. Um, but it was a great experience being a rapper. We have several songs on YouTube right now under the title 100X Posse, if anybody wants to listen to some music from the 90s, uh, we specialize in hardcore rap music. Some of it will be uh, categorialized as horrorcore rap music. And uh, that is on YouTube now. We have about 50 songs up there under the title 100X Posse. You'll see me there with my shirt off, with my muscles and everything like that um, with the rest of the gang. But yeah, um, I have a deep, I have deep roots in the rap game from early fourth grade up until now when I'm still making music and my free time, I have a little recording facility here in my house. I, I, I was lost in that story, man. Holy cow. You, you've, re, you've lived a lot of people's lifetime dreams many times over. Like some hip hop artists that I know have wanted to get to that level and just have not made it yet, and you've made it, and you're like, you know, it happened. It was good. It lasted a while, it lasted, but, you know, time to move on. <laughs> Some people I know are, like, so passionate about hip-hop, they just cannot move on. Like you said, the business side wasn't there for you, so you didn't reach the pinnacle that you guys should have reached. I'm going to go in and check you out now, man. I'm, I'm curious to see what it sounds like. 100x. I'm going to check it out. And, and anybody else that want to check it out, folks, you can check out everything at 100x because I'm going to put the links in the description below. So make sure you guys check it out. Brian, he's a dope dude, man. Appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming through. I really do. Your story is very powerful. It's good to look out for people, your friends, your fam. If somebody has an addiction, you should definitely get some help. And if it's you, I definitely suggest you get some help. Talk to somebody, call somebody, look at Brian. When you get the help you need, look what happens. The brother explodes, he explodes with positivity, with creativity, stuff that was already in his brain. Your mindset, your beautiful brain was able to flourish and rebound. And you rebuilding yourself, I see the glow on you, man. I see how happy you are. I see how positive 
you are and how you love being positive and goal-oriented. And, and that's why I said, I'm proud of you, man. To the youth, I want to tell you something. Drink and serve is expensive. It's a big culture right now about drink and serve. And to me, that's nothing new because in Philadelphia, we've been drinking serve since the 50s and the 60s. Not me personally because I ain't that old. But it's been around in my neighborhoods since the 50s and the 60s. People been drinking syrup and pain pills. Back in the day, it was called pancakes. And he said pancakes and syrup. But anyway, that's another story. To the youth, I want to say that drinking syrup is expensive. You see what I'm saying? And Philly, for Perk 30, is $35. And I was taking four Perk 30s a day. So you do the math. That's over $100. An ounce of syrup is $60. And I was drinking four ounces of syrup every day. So you do the math. So I'm spending two and some change, $100 every day. And the only way I was able to survive and be able to maintain that habit was because I was getting money. Because I had real estate. I had five cribs. I'm collecting rent. I'm doing uh, home equity loans. I got 50000 cash in the bank. That's what helped me to maintain that habit. But guess what happens when you can't maintain that habit? Dope is only $10 a bag. So you start feeling those sicknesses that I was talking about. You start going through withdrawal, having the shakes and sweating, and somebody will turn you on. They'll say, hey, man. You ain't got to go through that. You can just go spend $10 and get a bag of dope. Next thing you know, you want hair run. You're sticking a needle in your arm or a needle in your neck. You don't even recognize yourself when you see yourself in the mirror. So before you go down that path, just listen to me. I'm lucky enough to still have all my teeth, to still be in my right mind. I'm lucky that I didn't stroke out. Or die somewhere in a car accident. Or OD in some kind of drug house. And you know what? That ain't luck. That's the grace of God. So let God speak through me to you. And let you know that it's cooler to get money than to get high. It's cooler to take care of your responsibilities than making your responsibility your drug habit. It's better to create the best version of yourself than to be mediocre. Because mediocrity don't make it. Move makers make it. And if you want to win, you got to be a move maker. And you can't be a move maker when you're not on your square. So stay on your square and listen to my story. I took a huge loss. Losing five homes ain't easy. Start from scratch ain't easy. Looking at yourself in the mirror and not recognize yourself and having pain because you're spending your last $35 out your ATM, out your ATM, and you know what's your last. That ain't a good feeling. Not knowing where you're going to get some money the next hour or next day ain't a good feeling. Doing crimes and swindling people ain't a good feeling when you're doing that just to get high. When your high becomes your job, you need to find a new job. In my book, Money is God, 
it'll explain the stories of what can happen when you take that path that you might think is success, that you might think is cool, but really you playing yourself. So don't play yourself. You can learn a lesson from my loss, Brian Harrison. Hey y'all, this your girl Shardella Sessions. We want to thank you for listening to Let's Chat and Jam podcast. Tap into the episode featuring myself, which is available right now. Do you have any burning desires? <sighs> do I have any burning desires? I do have a burning desire. On this road that I'm on of you know, self-awareness and self-discovery and reinventing myself and all that stuff like that, I have a beautiful wife. I have beautiful children that I'm not around. And I really, I want to not let this work be in vain that I'm doing. Okay, this is the thing. I felt like shit, man. I, I had all these properties. I grew up without a dad. My dad abandoned me. And I said, you know what? When I finally die, I'm going to be able to give my kids something. I'm going to say, baby, this is your house. Baby, that's your house. Son, that's your house. When I die. Wife, this is yours. When I die. When I fucked all that up, I felt like shit. So I'm, I'm rebuilding. So my burning desire is to rebuild and not to be ego driven. I ask God to let not my will be done, but let your will be done and help me to lay a beautiful, strong foundation for my family that they can grow off of, grow from, and not just materialism, but also wise words and action. Let them see me, their father, have problems and Fix itself. Let them see that if you go through something that you don't want to go through, you can't change it. And let it please strengthen them. Let them please not think that I abandoned them. Let them know that I love them. My burning desire is to let them know that I love them with all my heart. And daddy is doing the best he can to be the best man he can be. Not just for an hour, not for a day, not for a year, but for the rest of his life and the rest of their lives, so I can be a better father than my father was to me. It's my burning desire. I pray that too, man. The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there, and the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. I pray that you get all the good things that are coming for you. Because you've really turned your life around and everybody deserves another chance. And you, you're, you're a really good dude, man. I really mean that. And for those folks that have the same issue, man, you can get help, man. It's never too late to change. He's a living witness of that. It's never too late to turn around and, and make a new life for yourself and be different and be better. And I have a lot of respect for you, Brian. I really do, man. For you to come out here and share your story the way you have, it's powerful, bro. And it's really, your story has inspired me today. So, to be better and to not dwell over little things, past things. Because there are people that have worse issues than I ever had. So, yeah, when I think I have a problem, I need to see to look at somebody else and say, hey, no, I don't have a problem at all. So thank you for coming through, man. I really do appreciate this opportunity for interviewing you. I, I'm actually honored to have you on this show, and I'm humbled that you had come through and chose me, of all people, 
just sit down with and speak with. This is great. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your platform. I appreciate your interview. And um, it was an honor to be here and a, and a pleasure. Philadelphia, man, I, I, I'm getting a lot of artists from the 215 area coming through the show. Uh, Mike B with Get Money Films, LLC. Shout out to him. And shout out to every other person out in the 215. I see Philadelphia is full of heavy hitters and movers and uh, grinders and, and power players. And Brian, you're one of those cats, man. And, and, and I see nothing but great things for you in your future now. That's all I see. You, you're going to make something out of yourself and you're going to be somebody bigger than you ever would have been through the rap game because you are an all-around artist. Everything you do is artistic. The books, the music, the writing. If you decided you didn't want to write and you just wanted to write for other people but you don't want to make music, you could do that. You could get back into music and, you know what? That's a great idea, Brian. Why don't you say some bars for the people real quick? All right, I'll give you some bars. Let's see. I live life intentionally. I fly the continents constantly. Women, poverty, money, sex, no apologies. Gentle women acknowledge me. Gender women, they follow me. Those are killing my poverty. And it's that ass economy. Logically, I grow it hyponically. Avoid privacy that can hate niggas who find me. I travel overseas by jet plane or cruise liner. I'm like a gold miner. Get money Philly to China. My business plan is so specific. Real estate flipping. Money increased religious. Now I get it. Now I gotta get it cause hard times hit us. Listen to the critics put you in the effing ditches. Homie in the scriptures, the other in his Quran. The other in his Torah, none of the teachers is wrong. That's another story, my nigga, you gotta listen. Put me back up in the game, I'ma keep my position. God forgive me for my sins cause I know addiction. I'm like Bobby Brown after he left New Edition. The whole world tripping, everyone I know needs fixing. Lost a lottery, my politics got me bitching. The world get mad when you ain't fed. Massive flash, Melly Mel close to the edge. Mother raised me, father treat me like he had the rabies. It was crazy, he ain't seen me through the whole 80s. A young boy grew into a thoroughbred. I was doing crime, clearly I was misled. All the rappers on stage, now they ever fronting. Like they're getting big money, but they're getting money. <laughs> but they're getting nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just messing around, man. Oh, uh, no, that's bro. That's not messing around. That's some serious shit you just spit, man. Those bars had meanings behind it. It's like everything you say has got a point to it. It's like now your brain speaks truth and good vibes and whatever makes people learn and listen. Yo, man, you're dope, dude. I'd really like to see you back in a booth, man, one more time, even if it's just one single. Have you ever heard of the app called Loom? Called what? Loom, L-U-M. Is that, it got a fire dragon head on it or something like that? No, Loom is a, um, is an app that you can find on an iPhone or Android or a website called Loom.fm. And you can upload music to that site. And in this site, people give you positive feedback or no feedback at all, depending on who you are. And if you got fans on here that like your music, which I know they'll love yours, oh, man, you could get gifts. People will gift you money, loom coins, loom notes, to your account. And this account then turns into where you could cash out 
and get some cash from this app. Right wow. now, my account is worth 50 bucks. And all I did was put music on there and talk to different people and interview artists, which is amazing. What I'm saying to you is people will like your music because this is where independent artists thrive is all alone. Because now you can be yourself. You can share your book. You can share your knowledge. You can share your history. People want to hear from you. People need to hear from you, man. You have a story to tell and it needs to be told on a major platform. And Loom is a platform that independent artists like you thrive. Because you'll go out there and you'll find other people with stories similar to yours that you're going to be able to relate. And so now you can meet people that you can collaborate with that you never thought of collaborating with. But it was, wasn't until you got on this app that you realized, oh shit, there are other people out here that are making the same dope music like I would make back in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s rap has not died. It's just been buried because of certain people in politics in the music industry. It's unfortunate that's how it happened. But people that still make the type of music you have made are still making it. It's just not as known. It is now, because if you go to Loom, that's where you can find all the dope artists, including if he does decide to check it out. CEO of Bald Boss, uh, Bald Boss Media. I always want to say entertainment, man. I don't know why. <laughs> it's all good. Bald Boss Media. Um, yeah, you know, I, one I, thing you were saying about the 90s music is that, yo, I love my style of rap. I love that, that, that hard-hitting beat. Um, and that's not to take away from nothing that the young people are doing. Um, what they're doing is dope too. They're just on their own vibration. What I have learned to agree with you about the 90s music still being hot, what happened was a lot of the artists who put that music out stopped putting it out, right? But the fans have nothing to buy. The fans have, they still, that's why when you go to these shows with the artists like, um, I don't know, uh, the locks or Wu-Tang or anything. You still see a crowd of people showing up because they love that sound. The problem is, it's not enough music for them to consume. You know, so I agree with you. Yeah, I gotta put some stuff out because I still got a love for music. I have a love for rap music. I, I tried to stop rapping, but I just can't do it. I hear a beat and I'm like, I go right in the writer's mode. It's because so you're good at what you do, bro. You're fucking good at singing. You are good at what you do, man. No, no, you're not just good. You're great at what you do. You know what you're doing. You know what type of artist you are. You know the person you are. Now that you're clean and you're in your in your recovery mode and you and you found yourself and you're finding yourself again, the real you is coming out like crazy. The stuff that you were suppressed for the last year or two or three years is now finding air again. It's now seeing the sunshine bright again. And that's you, man. You're like the freaking bright spot on people's darkest days. You need Never. to be out here, man. We need to hear your music. We need to read your words in these books. I want to see you writing more books, more stuff about your life. I would like to see a movie made from your life. Maybe you play your own self. It doesn't matter. But, man, I would just like to see more of you because you are really good at what you do. And you're very positive with it. And you're using the gift that God has given you for the betterment of people. 
And that's what's going to get you so many blessings, because that's all God wants, is for us to do the right thing with his gifts. Look forward to more books from Money is God series. This is a series of books. We'll also look forward to different titles and different things from it. I got a lot of books in me that is going to be on some different subjects as well. Like, I have a book about recovery that I'm going to come out with, right? And somebody told me, this is what they told me. They said, yo, stop. You too positive to be putting out gangster books. Well, I hear what you're saying because I feel that you feel my energy, which is a positive energy. I do have a past, you know, and I did grow up in a certain environment. So I have those stories. That's a part of me, right? But I also do have a positive uh, story to tell about recovery. But this is what I ask people. If you're not into this title, Money is God, or you're not into gangster novels, please don't let that deter you from not buying my book. And I'm going to tell you why. It takes the support of you buying my book for me to be able to put out more books. And if you want me to put out a book about something positive or put out a book about recovery, then you have to not just give me those wise words, but you have to put those wise words into action and fund that dream. Because, see, we come from a culture that we can do a lot of talking. But, you know, you got to talk and talk and walk the walk. So, please fund my dream. Fund what you want to have happen or what you want me to create. Go ahead and buy my book, Money is God. Give it to somebody who you think likes that gangster novel. Along with your purchase, write me, hey, could you write something about this or, you know, that subject. And I'll do it. Because it only took me six months to write this book. Well, I can six months. Yeah, I can I'm a writer's writer. I can, Obviously. I'm a writer's writer. I can write my story. I can write your story. I can write anybody's story. Because I have, like I said in the beginning of the interview, been writing rap since the fourth grade. I was writing rap. I was doing uh, um, talent shows, writing my own material in the fourth grade. I wasn't going to be singing Spoonie G's rap in the fourth grade. I had my own rap. I'm going to see Brian B in the place to be from Mount Air B. And yeah. <laughs> I have my own raps in the fourth grade that I was writing. I've been, so I've been writing since, since what is that, 80 daggone one, two, three. So I've been writing for a long daggone time up to now. So when it comes to writing a book, I can knock out a book because I've had practice. And somebody asked me, they said, well, did, I didn't know you wrote books. Where did you go to school for writing it? You know, I didn't go to school for writing. I just wrote. I wrote wow. for years and years and years. And my years of writing songs is my experience that I bring to the to the, to the book game. Right. You know? So, you know, um, it's a gift. This is my gift. Like you said, that's actually starting to see the light again because I'm clean. You know, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. You know, I can... I, you know, it's no obstacles in my you way. Can, you can even hold a note. That is dope. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm an artist. I'm an actor. I'm a voice actor. Actor? And you got any things on film? Not yet. Not yet. That is still a yet for me. But I'm open to the opportunity of doing any acting roles, any narration of anyone's anyone's books. Um... You could do narrations of commercials. Like if somebody gave you a script, you can read a script and record it and it could become somebody's ad. Yes, I can. 
I come from an act. I come. My mother's an actress. Who is your mother? My mother's Melinda August. She was in uh, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and uh, Ooh, love that movie. My mother actually, you know, she's in a lot of stuff in the past, but she's actually in a new movie that's coming out next month on Netflix called Concrete Cowboys. It tells the story of um, these urban cowboys in the city of Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, there are black guys that ride horses up and down the street. And it's, it's, a, it's a story that tells their story of being concrete cowboys in Philadelphia. And she's in that movie that will be released on Netflix next month. Oh, I can't and wait. Cowboys. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to fast forward to her part and then screenshot it and then send it to you like, yep, I saw it, bro. I saw yeah, it. Listen, we'll stay in touch. I, I, I have to tell you, I haven't seen it yet either to tell you what parts is my mom, but we'll stay in touch. But yes, I my mother's an actress. And that's another part that uh, makes me a well-rounded artist. I also grew up uh, helping my mother with her lines, doing plays. So she would do plays, and I would be, I'm an only child, so it's just me and my mom and my grandma. Okay. So um, she would be in the dining room singing her lines, and when she didn't know her line, she would look at me and say, line, and I would read. She was like, you know, the magnificent limousine came to pick me up, and John, I'm tired of this shit. And, and she didn't know. She would say lie, and I would say, "That's why you got to get a job." Oh, that's why you got to get a job. And then she would follow <laughs> on and keep on going. I so I grew up reading lines. I grew up behind stage at all the plays. I grew up well. When I was a little boy, I used to watch my mom do stage rehearsals, play for at you know they'd be just doing their shows and practicing and directing, be directing them. I would be sitting there doing my homework. So I grew up in art, man. I'm a true artist to the core. I'm not just a rapper. I'm not just a writer. I am an artist. I write. I write. I write art with words. You know, I'm an artist. So it's it's kind of like a painter paints. You paint with words. Exactly. I paint. That with makes words. sense. It makes a lot of freaking sense. I'm digging the vibes, man. I really am. I'm like I said earlier. I'm glad you came. It's been a win-win-win situation all the way around. And I want to thank everybody for coming through. Thank everybody for watching this, either on this video on YouTube, Instagram, or wherever else you're checking this out. Thank you so much for tuning in. But thank you for coming through, though. I appreciate your time. I really do. Um, Bald Boss Media, you got to check it out. BaldBossMedia.com. You will learn a lot from this brother. He's very, very very intelligent. And Brian, if the people want to find you, where can they find you? I'm branded. So I'm Bold Boss Media on everything. I'm Bold Boss Media on Facebook. I'm Bold Boss Media on Instagram. I'm Bold Boss Media on TikTok. I'm Bold Boss Media TV on YouTube. I'm Bold Boss Media on Twitter. I'm Bold Boss Media wherever you can get Bold Boss Media. <laughs> I'm Bold Boss Media. So I'm everywhere with the brand. I'm branded. Um, so it's not hard to find me. Yeah, branded, man. Very much so. But you know what, brother? We ran out of time, man. It's the end of the show, bro. I'm sorry. We have to end it. And I appreciate your time coming on. I really do. You're a dope, man. And stay safe out there in the 215. And for everybody else, man, wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands, 
And be safe out there. Peace out to everybody. Hey, this is MC Andrew Love, and I want to thank you for tapping in to Let's Chat and Jam. We enjoy speaking to all these independent artists, but for without people listening like you, it would not be possible. Thank you for listening.